Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain a leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. It's odd because my perspective is what the typical church planter is trying to do, land, you know, with a team, ideally in a, in a new town and engage their neighbors, seems much, much harder to me and would require the kind of evangelistic effectiveness and personality that seems much higher bar than what I'm seeing on a college campus. I mean, the, the people that we send out on college campuses, these are not your magnetic, effective conversationalists even. But, but a college campus, uh, evangelism and starting something from scratch on a college campus is, I think, easier. I think it's objectively easier. They're the low-hanging fruit. In, in an average freshman class, there are enough um, well-churched and de-churched kids uh, that, are, that are easy targets for an invitation. Hey, we're starting a new church just for college students. Like, wow, they would like that because they're easily intimidated by a family church, you know, and like I have to go there. Well, if you're located right near campus, right near a dorm, and a lot of these campuses will rent your rooms. Uh, and then, um, so coming in from the outside, okay, private schools are different, especially elite private schools. Uh, your, your, um, your Harvard, your MIT, your U Chicago, the, these have been, these have been different. Um, but the public schools, you have a right to be there as part of the community. It's public lands. And uh, if you go on a campus, you'll see all kinds of groups out there. And uh, what we do is we typically flyer and we'll set up a room and we'll get a room and we'll flyer for um, a special talk, such as um, if there's a good God, then why is there suffering? Um, you know, questions that, are, that, that students are actually interested in. Um, there are a number of these talks that are available on the internet that you can listen to, educate yourself, put together a PowerPoint, put together a simple talk. They come and then you say, well, why don't you seek further? These are the sort of things we're talking about. We meet on Wednesday at this room every week. And so you'll get on campus and you'll, you'll engage students in that way. Almost invariably within a year, we have enough students who will become signatories for a registered student organization. Then you have total legitimacy the following fall to really uh, put your events on the, on, the, on the student calendar and really pitch uh, your group. They want to join groups. And so you're not, you don't necessarily have to draw them to yourself. Hey, I'm an interesting person. I can mentor you. Um, you, you set up a group that they can join. And some of them, they don't want to come alone. They'll, they'll bring some friends. I think food is an important part of this and fun is an important part of this. And if they're new to town uh, and they don't have cars, well, you give them some, some pizza or maybe even some better food. And then after the, the talk or after the gathering, uh, you take them to a fun spot, go to the city, you know, it, it, it try some good famous ice cream shop or something like that, spend time in the car, get to know each other. They start to form friendships around you and around the, 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 the things that you set up. And then you've got something going. 
And then they identify, oh, okay, this is my group. This is a group I'm going to come to. So that weekly cycle uh, that's on a, a weekday, or a, we usually go on a Friday night because we want to provide an alternative to the party scene. But some of our groups meet on Thursdays, um, and then, and then the the Sunday invitation to the the Sunday service. What we usually find is that our weekly gatherings have more, and then they're like, okay, I'm not ready for Sunday yet. But eventually, they'll 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 do both. So. Th- that whole cycle, it's it's actually uh, very repeatable, and um, it doesn't um, it doesn't require the kind of gifting that I think uh, going out to the suburbs, a growing community where new families are moving in and trying. Like I think that's much much harder. Well, I I kind of think I hear you saying, and correct me on this, but it's it's like the top of the funnel are are freshmen, and so if you're if you're trying to start something new you you basically want to connect with freshmen as you uh would you know gather signatories for a a registered group by by your second year uh you're you're reaching the new freshmen but you've also got sophomores and then it, it just progresses further by the time that they're seniors some of them are they're they're co leaders in real strong ways and then when they graduate, uh, you're you're trying to keep people to live simply, uh, to 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 stay in that community, and continue the ministry from there, and then perhaps launch into another city, another campus. Is is that kind of what it looks like? Yeah, and to get that's exactly what it looks like, and get down to get down to a little bit more of the nuts and bolts the seniors tend to be the most effective with the freshmen. And then when they graduate, they want to continue to uh, follow up with, with their freshmen into their sophomore year. And so as they graduate, it's very important that um, those first two years out of college is pretty crucial because they start working full time. And it's, it's shocking how tiring it is in the beginning. You just come home exhausted. And so getting them involved in, in, in continuing to serve and engage in student ministry, I think, is pretty crucial. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have these students who stay for social reasons, because these are my friends, but they're not on mission anymore. And then they can become a, a real drag on the, on the church and, and, and a bad influence. Um, so, so that's one caution. The other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, going back to an earlier point about college students being sort of, in my view, the lower lower hanging fruit in evangelism. I, I, I discerned this um, fear of college students and college campuses thinking that it's this really specialized ministry and that they're uh, very uh, left-wing, very woke, very intellectually snobby. They're not. That's what you hear about. But what we found is that they're insecure, uncertain. They love mentors. They want older people to speak into their lives. They got a lot of questions uh, and they're not intellectually a snobby. I, they don't ask you like, hey, where did you graduate from college? Like maybe some kids will do that in some of the more elite private schools. We haven't run into anything like that. Uh, if you're older and you're caring, that is something that they really, really appreciate. I love it. I love it. Well, as we kind of land the plane here, uh, are there any last things that you just Oh, I, I really need to say this, knowing that the audience that we're speaking to are very interested in, in micro, 
very interested not in discipleship as it's defined you know drink coffee read your bible and and that's enough but they're interested in mission and disciple making um just you know how, how would you wind this down um yeah so one thing that i want to i want to um add to the micro church conversation is um i think the um the the argument shouldn't be about form or scale or size so much i know i know that feeds into the multiplication conversation but i think for me what's what's been more important is um engaging everybody in personal ministry but to do it in fellowship with other people so i i don't know the microchurch world um firsthand other than like reading about it and talking to Casey underground and Tampa underground. But um, so, so I don't know how, how that is, but uh, an emphasis on um, an emphasis on everybody being deployed in a common ministry project so that together you're seeing each other as co-laborers and, and, and sort of the, the range of gifting and the range of capacity gets fully deployed that context can be very small or it can be pretty big. But I think what's important is everybody understands uh, that I'm on mission. For us, we've also tried to avoid very much the hero's journey aspect of that. God's called me to this. What we've done, and maybe that's a reflection of our Asian culture, what we've done is God's called us to do this. And even if you, and for the most part, without stifling the person who has a striking personal call, like want to acknowledge that, like want to acknowledge those, but I think that's really an exception. But I think we've made that exception sort of the norm of how you get called into ministry. And what we found was by being inclusive and by being communal, way more people get to play way more people get get time on the playing field who normally would never have seen themselves as being an influencer of others. But if you do it together, there's a role that they play and they're part of the ecosystem in such a way that everybody feels fulfilled as, as a, as a minister. That's wonderful. I really, uh, that needs to be fed into the conversation. Uh, you know, I've, I've noticed in uh, particularly Tampa, they do that very well. Tampa, uh, I, I think it could almost, and, and I kind of tend to go to structure too quickly. I, I, I think we always have to think of a function and informed is born from function. Mm-hmm. We're on mission and then we figure out, you know, what we look like. But with, with Tampa, what I see is is everybody is on mission. They, they have a Sunday gathering but it's only for the leaders of the of the microchurches, and there's a couple hundred of those. So it's almost like an overlay of what you folks are doing, but they're doing it in some real broken communities. Um, you know, they 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 allow people to gather around lifestyle issues. They they actually like one is to rescue young black women, uh, teenage girls 
from early pregnancies. And it's this, this, old, this mature black woman started, started this micro church. And now there's you know, a num large number of people. One person started, and this is, sounds so crazy to me when I first heard it, I just, you know, this is silly, a hula hoop <laughs> church. Because in Tampa, there's a bunch of people that are into hula hoop contests and all this. And so this lady sure. is like a hula hoop champion. And she starts uh, this thing for young people that are into the hula hoop scene. They'll never come to the Tampa Underground. They come to their little hula hoop micro church. And she's discipling them. And she, she used that as a, a way to you know crack the code, get into the, the community. Uh, I, I think we have an exciting new world in front of us, but it all comes back to Acts chapter two. And yeah. you know, if we if we can take the functions that we find there and then adapt them, we're going to find some new horizons for all of us. One thing I want to say, uh, Ralph, to to all your listeners is, uh, if anybody wants to uh, see uh, college college ministry in action. Uh, I think uh, visiting us would be really encouraging uh, because you'll see people doing it that aren't necessarily um, uh, very gifted. Uh, so I think it'll be very encouraging. You know, you go somewhere and somebody looks the part and they're really cool or something. It's like, okay, I'm not that. But um, so I just want to issue an open invitation. Like if that's you, just email me edkang at gmail.com. It's E-D-K-A-N-G at gmail.com. We love hosting people. We love spoiling uh, pastors and church planters. So if you're interested in visiting uh, out here in Berkeley or any of our other church plants, we would love to show you around and um, and give you a, a look under the hood uh, in case you might consider collegiate church planting. And if you're coming to one of our campuses, we we'd uh, lend you our students to set up shop quicker uh, than you otherwise would be able to. Because I think every one of the campuses that we've been to, uh, they're underserved by a huge margin, and we're not reaching. You know, we're reaching like one percent or less. Uh, all the Christian groups combined, so there's plenty of room. So. Just open invitation to uh, reach out, and we'll, we'd love to host you. Oh, I'd like you to uh, repeat the, the, your email, but also uh, there are people who are going to want to snoop before they email you. So a website that, that they can find? Yeah, so it's edkang, E-D-K-A-N-G, at gmail.com. Our website is gracepointonline.org. If you Google us, we also have a lot of haters on the internet. So that's a whole nother story. Uh, but um, yeah, so do your due diligence, but uh, come come and see us and we'd, we'd love to have you. Hey, you know what? You just said something that really underscores the validity of your ministry. When you hit, when you have haters on the internet, you know that you're actually doing <laughs> the right thing. That's great. Thank you. Well, I just want to say thanks for taking time to do this. This is really wonderful. It's been a pleasure, Ralph. Really love you and really appreciate what you've done. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.